What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Talk to the Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about governmental control and the threat of automotive kill switch mandates. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. This has been a topic that I have seen a lot of people talk about, but I think a lot of people have some misinformation. So hopefully we can clear things up a little bit. And I think it's so ironic that this is a topic of conversation because Clint, you and I were just talking about this very thing back at the end of September when one of your childhood friends was killed by a drunk driver. Yeah, it's something that, you know, it tragically happened. And I think, especially with the auto industry, there's more and more control. Like, I don't know. And I'm not even super sure of what we're even talking about when it comes to this, but I can only guess it's some type of control, which we're we're going to concede more control of our day-to-day lives to governmental powers. Now, essentially, the, the rhetoric is that there are people who are saying that the government wants to control their vehicles by creating an automatic kill switch which would mean that you could be driving your vehicle and um, I would assume it would be law enforcement that would be responsible for saying, oh, we need to catch this driver. Let's shut off their vehicle. And there are dummy vehicles, if I'm not mistaken, that are used in law enforcement that actually have kill switches on them for training purposes. I I have seen that. And so I'm going to read an article from The Truth About Cars. I'm going to link it down below. It says here that this year has been a surge of panic reports discussing how the U.S. government has mandated vehicle hardware that would allow authorities to wrestle control away from the driver. Usually referenced as a kill switch, the device is supposed to be required on all automobiles that are manufactured after 2025. Now, the truth is that this claim hangs responsibly on the extremely broad infrastructure investment and jobs act that was passed in November of 2021. But this piece of legislation actually focuses on combating impaired motorists by mandating advanced drunk and impaired driving prevention technology. Now in, in all realms of the European government, they have been talking about, they have been testing and they have been creating legislation after legislation for something very similar and the the two ways to do this would be something that is hardwired into a vehicle to be able to remotely access it, to be able to shut it off if you wanted to. And there are also some implementations of technology being tested where you have basically cameras and sensors and things that are set up inside of a vehicle to be able to determine a motorist's actions and to decide what the technology believes their impairment or lack thereof to be. And that would then deem the vehicle unaccessible or perhaps shut it off. And I was thinking about how interesting this is because we aren't um, very far away from that. And we haven't been for a long, long time. I've had a vehicle that actually shuts off on its own for a very long time. How about you? Yep. I have the same thing. Like, and it's not even a choice that you can say, Oh, I don't want that. 
I don't want that in my car. Like, can I get that removed? Or it's like it's becoming a factory standard within every vehicle. Yeah, which means that it's not that difficult for us to implement it in a way to where it could. Be. And it prob- to be honest, I don't think that it would. I think that those capabilities probably currently exist and we're unaware of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The reason I say that is because we can we have vehicles now that we drive that just shut off on their own, right? And the whole reason for that is environmentally friendly and trying to, you know, preserve X, Y, and Z. And you take your foot off of the gas and you're sitting there with it on the brake and you're at a light and you take it off of the brake and then all of a sudden it turns back on. So I, I don't think a lot of people are putting two and two together that this is actually something that we're using every day currently. Yeah, and... It's really like, so I know there are systems like, um, oh, what's the name of it? Like uh, where you can track your vehicles and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on it. It's uh, like like a life source. Like OnStar. Your, OnStar, yeah, there we go. Um, like OnStar where they actually have the control to where, depending on the vehicle, they can shut it down. So say if you reported your vehicle stolen, they can actually power down your vehicle to where whoever took it can't drive it anymore. And then it has to be unlocked in certain by, by certain trained professionals to be able to gain back access back to that vehicle. So you have OnStar, uh, LoJack and all those to where say, and I know there's a technology that they were putting in place with LoJack to where say it's a vehicle that, it has LoJack in it and they're running from the police that you can contact LoJack and have them shut down that, that vehicle. And now the person is without. So there, there is so much to unpack here because on my heart, and this was the conversation that we had before this became such a hot topic was I believe that there should be an implementation in vehicles that disable them and make them inoperable if you are under the influence. I just do. And the reason for that is because we have far too many people who take advantage of other people's safety on the roads. And the the question there then would be, well, how do we control governmental control or how do we control things to where the access to this type of implementation does not wind up in the wrong hands and is not abused or or misused as we fear, especially living in states like California. That is where the issue lies. But I believe that the thing that's coming to my mind right now, I'm thinking of my kid brother who has suffered with alcohol issues and has several DUIs on his record. And he has a breathalyzer in his truck that he has to utilize. And he hates it. He absolutely hates it. I personally am so thankful that he has it, so thankful that he has it. And that's because he has a problem. So it's the people who have these problems that wouldn't want to have to go through the hassle, and it's a hassle for him to have to do it, of something like that in order to be able to operate their vehicle. But then there are the people like me who I don't drink, and I could care less if I had to to do that, especially if the technology got to the point to where it's some kind of, it's autonomous. Do you hop in your vehicle? And then, you know, there's some kind of sensor that can, can tell if you're impaired or not. And because of that, I'm also thinking of the other elements of impairment, like my father, who's getting older and, you know, an elderly driver, for example, I know somebody whose, whose grandmother 
killed a man who was standing in front of the Bank of America because she was elderly and, you know, she perhaps shouldn't have been behind the wheel because of impairments due to her age. It's something that I think there needs to be, instead of having a blanket, like there's a almost a like a control to some outside source, may, maybe to the automotive company or to the government. It's it's an internal vehicle individualized control in which it would be associated. Just like how you were explaining like the the breath test that your brother has to do. It's it's all hinged upon that where no one else has control over it, but it's tied into that car and you cannot disable it by any means. Because I think if we give it to the government or we give it to the manufacturer, then to say, oh, well, they're making that determination and not not in that that internal aspect. Because I think it, the more we start allowing them to have that control, the more they're going to take. I look at 9-11 and how they started taking away more and more rights of individuals as time got on. So basically it would be like, I currently drive a BMW because I made the decision to purchase the BMW that I have that has currently that automatic eco-friendly shut my car off whenever I press on the brake for a long period of time. You're saying that the control should be something along those lines. Exactly. Yeah. That would make more sense. Mm -hmm. That would make more sense than, than having it, be for the purposes that they're trying to, because we don't know. We don't know to the extent of use that they, they would take it. And I think that that would be something that would, it's not going to be a form of government control if the government, but then you're going to have people like me who have a conspiracy kind of mindset to where, how would you ever really know? Yeah, I think that's with anything, but I think at least with that, it would give more people a peace of mind that it's an internal thing. And, and if you wanted to find out the avenues in which they installed it and to see what controls there and what controls not there, then there, I would say a transparency with it. Yeah, I, I think that would be reasonable. And I think the only people who would have a kickback to that are the people who drive impaired. Exactly. Yeah. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope that if you have, you subscribe, drop a review down below and know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.